It's God's grace that saves a sinner, and it's grace that helps him grow. Often in Scripture, we find the topic of money and possessions. Jesus said that where our treasure is, there will our heart be also. God desires for us, His children, to be wise stewards of all that He has entrusted in our care. Let's listen in as we learn biblical sound financial principles from God's Word. Here is Pastor Wilkerson. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Grace to Grow podcast. I am really honored that we would take a few moments to be together. We're talking about financial principles from a biblical perspective. And of course, when you look at 1 Timothy chapter 6, there are four major financial principles. Number one is to work diligently. Number two is to associate carefully because your associates and who you are running with and who you're obtaining wisdom from or whether you're financial information from is going to affect your decisions. Apostle Paul said, be not deceived, don't kid yourself. Evil communications corrupt good manners. But the proverb 1320 says, he that walks with wise men shall be wise, but the companion of fools shall be destroyed. And certainly, friends, make sure you associate carefully. Then you need to live contentedly. And that's in 1 Timothy chapter 6. Uh, be contented in your living. Be frugal and uh, in things that you need to be frugal in. And then lastly, learn to give generously and liberally to God and to others. But today we've, we've kind of gone through uh, several principles of God is a source, giving is a must, go to work and then gain contentment, and get out of debt. And if you're in debt, if you're not in debt, stay out of debt, guard against debt. And then today I want to talk to you a little bit about getting on a budget, getting on a budget. You know, especially starting out, I think it's so important that you kind of know uh, what's coming in and what's going out. You know, if your outgo exceeds your income, you know, uh, your downfall will be a shortfall. <laughs> it just causes that problem. And learning to know where we are. A lot of folks, when you ask them how much debt do you have, they don't know. They don't want to know. That would take a lot of work and discouragement to know that. And yet, it's important that we learn to address our finances and look at them with some diligence. You know, a principle that kind of comes to mind is found in the book of Proverbs. And uh, chapter number, number 27, verse 23, uh, it says, Be thou diligent to know the state of thy flocks, and look well to thy herds. It's a principle that, look, you need to figure out where you are with your flocks and your herd, with your possessions, and what you have, what you don't have. Occasionally, I'll see people, and maybe this is a little bit unkind, but I'll see people that um, they'll work in construction, and they have tools, and yet they'll go out and buy the same tool over and over again. They'll have six of hammers that, that they don't need six hammers. They just need one. But, oh, they left it back at the garage, or they don't know where they are. They don't know if it's in this truck or this truck. And, you know, sometimes a little bit of diligence uh, to know where you are will keep you from spending money. Some just, they'll quickly buy another one from Bernard's or Home Depot or Lowe's just because it's convenient, even though they have plenty of those already. And, you know, sometimes I'm sure the time it takes to go find your tool and buy another tool, maybe there's justification in that. But I think all more times than not, it's just a lack of organization. You know, the Bible says that all things be done decently and in order. 
I want to encourage you to consider uh, being very careful and organized in your spending. Find out how much money you get in. Find out and make sure you tithe and give to the Lord and then organize. This amount is going to this. You know, when Linda and I first got married, I was really nervous about our finances for sure. I'd never taken care of anybody but me before and now I was signing up to take care of Linda and I was really nervous. But we put together a little envelope system and we had to decide uh, what were our priorities. You know, one thing is your priority is where you live. Where you live is a priority. And taking care of your rent and your mortgage, it drives me bananas when supposedly responsible men and women will not take care of their basic responsibilities, and that is where you live. Pay your rent, pay your mortgage, pay your light bill, take care of the basic things. It grieves me when people are sitting and eating in a restaurant and they're going to pay an absorbent amount of money for a couple plates of food. Um, probably eight to ten times sometimes what they could eat at home with, not always that high, but at least double or triple, and yet not pay their landlord. It just drives me nuts because there are some big rocks that you need to take care of first. There are some major things. God is your first uh, priority, and then where you live. Take care of your basics. Don't let your wife or kids have to wonder if dad's going to pay the rent or he's going to take care of the mortgage, that's your priority. Make that a priority in your own heart, in your own life. And you're going to have to decide, okay, what are my priorities? What has to be taken care of? And there are other things that are want-tos. You know, when I assumed a church years ago, Brother Charles Hand came to help me and he said, you know, what you need to do is find out your budget and tell me what are your have-tos. What do you have to do? to keep the doors open to run this church. You don't have to pay the pastor. The pastor can go get another job or he can live by faith or do something different. But you have to keep the lights on. Having church without lights on would probably be a little problem, don't you think? You have to take care of the insurance on your property. You have to take care of your mortgage. There are certain things that are have-tos. And then there are certain things that you want to do. These are not necessarily have-tos. And there's things that you... Uh, would uh, like to do. And then there's things you can dream about. But you know, when you put them in those four categories, I have done that several times in churches where I just said, here's what I have to do. Here's what I want to do. Here's what I'd like to do. And here's what I'm going to dream about. And so a lot of my dreams don't come true because there's just not enough money to go into each of those categories. But I put the big rocks in first. Some of us need to organize our finances. If you're not able to do that by yourself, then I would encourage you to find somebody who can help you. Humble yourself. You know, to deal with most any problem, you need four things. Number one, you need to be humble enough to say, I got a problem and I'm ready to fix it. Number two, you need to be honest with yourself and with others and with your situation. Number three, you'll need to pursue a holy path. What does God want me to do? And then lastly, you'll probably need some help. Humility, honesty, a holiness, and some help. And if you need some help, get some help. Organize your finances. Ask the Lord for wisdom. Let your budget be your boss, especially early on. When you first start out in a marriage, it's very good to be structured. You can loosen up later. And today, my wife and I, after 34 years of marriage, are not as structured as we used to be. 
in our early years of life while we were raising children, while we were paying tuition. Now we only have two that we're paying tuition for. Before, it was eight sometimes at one time, and it was very exorbitant and hard. Well, we had to, we had to structure things a lot more. Now we have a little looser, uh, looser things. If we want to go do something, it's easier now than before. We used to save for our vacations, and, but all year long we didn't eat. Uh, combo meals at McDonald's. We ate off the value meal. And then we went on vacation. Then it was Combo City, man. We had all kinds of combos. And we stopped at truck stops and got the, the extra big gulps and things of that nature. But through the year, we didn't do that. We were much more frugal early on. And so we could loosen up later. Nowadays, everybody wants to be loosened up first. They get into debt, more challenges. They get loosey-goosey with their finances. And then they pay the piper. And uh, I don't want that to happen. And, you know, of course, in the book of Luke, chapter number 14, Jesus says, anyone that built a house and builds a tower, he needs to evaluate what it takes to build it. If, if not, it'll be halfway built and it'll be a mockery to him, be an embarrassment to him. Every time people see that half-built tower, they'll say, ah, oh, that clown, he didn't even know how to organize his stuff. He didn't know how much he had. And God tells us to be diligent to know where you are. I was visiting in Wyoming a rancher, and he knew how many cows he had in what pastures, and he was very familiar with them. And he's, he, he kind of, it was interesting, he had charts and things on the computer about water levels, and boy, that guy, he had one ranch, but boy, did he was up on it, and he was thinking about it all the time. And I thought about that verse, be thou diligent to know the state of thy flock, and look well to thy herd. And of course, in agricultural terms, most of us who are listening, that's not our world. But we do need to be diligent to know where we are financially and let things be done decently and in order. Let your budget be your boss. And I think you'll find that's a very successful way to handle finances and ask the Lord for wisdom. And then don't be afraid to ask somebody that you trust that can help you uh, manage things uh, more uh, efficiently and more effectively for the benefit of yourself and for those who depend upon you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Grace to Grow podcast. I pray that today would be a day that God would obviously bless your life and encourage you in Jesus. Our desire is that these biblical financial principles will help you in your journey of stewardship. God has promised to supply all our needs if we seek his kingdom first. We hope that this series will be a blessing as you strive to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.